What's up, guys? Calling all my fellow impact-driven women, all my soulful entrepreneurs, and all my new age leaders. You're here to create aligned business strategy, live your life by design, and create fulfilling success in your area of passion. Who's going to help you do that? I'm going to help you do that. I'm Dana Lisa, your pineapple queen, empowering women to stand tall, wear their crown, be firm but sweet, and have a heart of gold as your success coach and marketing maestro. Hashtag be the pineapple bays. Let's get started on Juicy Business Radio. Hello, happy humans, my rebels. Welcome back to Juicy Business Radio. I have a super exciting episode today because my girl, Beck Milonis, is over for a little visit. (laughs) And you guys, you would have heard her on the podcast already. I did an interview with her. It was a couple months ago now, but you can go back and find that. Um, I'll link it in the show notes so you guys can have that a listen if you're really enjoying the conversation today. She is a healer, a modern day shaman. She's really incredible. Her journey is incredible. We're going to keep it topic specific today because she's got to go to a tattoo appointment (laughs) in a little while. Um, But we really wanted to just pop on because we were having an amazing conversation this morning. The great thing about today's episode is we're physically together, which is always my my favorite, is to record sessions in person with people. And I am blessed to live in Bali with Beck. So we had the opportunity to get together for this little podcast. We were talking about, uh, we were really talking about astrology, human design. We kind of brought up our star signs because I'll have, I'll have you tell a little bit about your chart and like your experience kind Mm -hmm. of with your star sign, the attributes, and then we can get into the combo we were having. Sure. So I was telling Dana, I, am I close enough? Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I was explaining how I'm a Pisces sun an Aquarius rising and a Capricorn moon. Um, I'm a bit of a confusing mix of things (laughs) because people think Pisces tend to be super emotional and sensitive, but that's obviously not the way that people see me uh people think that I'm extroverted and eccentric and I don't give a shit and confident all the things that it's obviously my Aquarius rising um and I was talking to Dana about how it's interesting that uh I don't embody the qualities I'm very emotional but I don't embody the qualities that we see most Pisces um embodying which is basically being an emotional wreck Mm -hmm. um and we discussed how my Capricorn moon gives me this groundedness um but we got into talking about (laughs) shadow aspects of um of star signs and it was interesting because Dana said some things which made me look at oh so I'm embodying the what was the opposite of like shadow not the embodied aspects yeah the embodied authentic attributes yeah right um so for Pisces that's super intuitive and flowy and feminine and in touch with emotions and um able to perceive and intuit other people's feelings, like super empathetic Mm -hmm. and super in the other world, which I am as a shaman, but also um, not completely so in the other world that I can't have a conversation or hold, hold a conversation or be in, be in this world. Right. Yeah. Um, So I guess what we want to talk about is 
the shadow aspects of these things and how we, we, we see, like, for instance, we see a Pisces and we say they're going to be a fucking emotional wreck. Like, they're, oh, Pisces are this or Scorpios are insane. And I was saying that because Dana's a Scorpio and my experience of Scorpios have been Scorpios that are super not embodied. You've been um, burned by them, totally, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so we had this conversation about how it's their shadow aspects of that, star star sign or whatever that gives that stereotype about Scorpios which is not necessarily true because I've met a lot of Scorpios like Dana who are crazy in a good way yeah Yeah. (laughs) you know so it's 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 figuring out that you're not tied to a certain thing in in it's not rigid as if like oh you're an Aries so therefore you're a I don't know what Aries like uh uh Help me, help me. <laughs> Thinking of the only areas I know at the moment. Stubborn, like, um, you know, all of that. Like, yes, there is that aspect of that totally. fire, but an embodied Aries um, is passionate, right? Yes. Instead of just being a Casanova, like, of help. <laughs> help me, I don't no, know. No, you're killing it. I totally, uh, yeah, yeah, and I think that's a great example. Like, so... As Beck mentioned, I'm a Scorpio. I'm actually a double Scorpio with a Cancer moon. Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> and my honestly, like, the majority of my chart is water. Like, even my Venus is in Scorpio. My Mars is in Scorpio. Like, multiple parts of my chart are Scorpio. Like, a very, very, <laughs> very Scorpio. I'm very Scorpio. And I was talking, when we were talking, I was like, you know, what I see is and not just star signs, I'm talking about, I brought up like human design um, and really anything that helps us discover aspects of our personality. There's a lot of people who they discover those things, but then they use them as like a a way, a reason to like be embodied yeah, in hide, the shadow aspect behind. of themselves. Oh, but I'm yeah. a Scorpio, so I'm allowed to be fucking crazy. Yeah, like, oh, well, <laughs> that's the Scorpio in me. I yeah. just am a jealous bitch, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay, well, like, how is that working for you? Yeah. Are, are, do you like that? Like, mm-hmm. do you like that expression of that attribute? Because for every shadow aspect of ourselves, there's a... There's a authentic expression, of an authentic embodied expression of once we've integrated that shadow mm. and we're no longer f- coming at our personality from a reactional state, but instead we're responding and we've learned emotional intelligence and we've done the inner child healing and we've done the shadow integration. When we've done this work, we become the embodied authentic expression of these attributes, which are actually really beautiful and they're our superpowers. So, you know, when you read about star signs or you read about human design or you read about any of these modalities that teach us about ourselves, that that give us a depth, that are these like ancient wisdoms that teach us about our true authentic roadmap, Mm -hmm. basically... You could look at them from the place that most of the world is embodied in them, which is why, you know, when you read about a Scorpio, for example, I know this from my own personal experience, a lot of the the, the context is like, you're jealous, you're manipulative, you're mysterious, you have a lot of secrets, you know, all of these things. And that used to be really true for me before I did my work. And mm-hmm. most people are actually embodied in the shadow elements of themselves. They're not that because they haven't done this work yet. And so there's a lot of resonance for them. So a lot of people read that and they find the relatability in it. And they're like, yes, this is me. And like my star sign, you know, like this is true for me. I am jealous and I am. And it's because I'm a Scorpio. And then they they really identify with those shadow elements because they're still doing their work Mm -hmm. or they're they're maybe not at all. 
And then they use that as a, an excuse to not do the work. They mm. use it as like this barrier, this defense mechanism of like, well, that's just the Scorpio in me or that's just the manifesting generator in me. Like, you know, like, for example, the other example I brought up was I had a friend who is a manifesting generator and I heard her say multiple times, you know, oh, like, I'm just so indecisive and I can't figure it out. And it's be it's the Manny Gen in me. It's because I'm a manifesting generator that I can't. And like, I'm I'm always like hopping around in decision making. And I was like, well, OK, yes, that's one way to look at it. That's one way to look at like I'm indecisive because I'm a manifesting generator. Mm. Or you could look at it as completion cycles are different to me as a manifesting generator. And I live my life by design, by following my intuition and letting go of that things are no longer serving me mm -hmm. as quickly as I need to. Like that would be the authentic expression mm -hmm. of it. Or you can use it as like a hindrance of like, oh, well, I'm indecisive. And so I'm not going to make decisions because I'm a manifesting generator. and It's just who I am. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's an active choice. It's an active choice to be embodied in the thing that deficits you and use that as an excuse to not take the inspired action and not live your life actually by design. So, I mean, I'm sure you've had experiences with this with other people yeah. and with yourself where it's almost like this barrier of like, yeah. they identify with the shadow. Yeah, I was, so I want to talk about, actually, I see where this is going and it's interesting. It's more like, so yes, these these stereotypes and these um, categories and whatever that we land in are important, but it's like what it comes down to when you go really deep into it is are you embodying the shadow aspects of your shadow or are you transmuting that shadow and looking at what the flip side of that shadow is so for instance for me um the wounded healer a really big one like mm. so if you take that and flip it on its side the wounded healer is like oh you know it's so hard doing this whatever blah 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 blah. the opposite is i'm super empathetic i feel people on this level and i'm open to helping people so it's like how much are you going to attach to the shadow aspects of your shadow and use them as an excuse as opposed to like bringing light to your shadow and mm -hmm. flipping it and transmuting it so it's like in my chart for instance um i'm just using my own personal thing as you know because that's how i can relate but, it's beautiful yeah, yeah tell, so, tell me about your journey like of being the wounded healer and then what was like the catalyst for you to transmute that shadow aspect and then what is now the embodied authentic expression like tell us about that journey yeah so it also comes down to the whole pisces like super emotional pisces and mm. like head in the clouds pisces like not in this dimension in this reality when you transmute that what it is is someone who's super intuitive and yes. super empathetic and can feel people on this level right super feminine and flowy right and so for so long when i started out being a healer or on this journey i was super emotional and like ungrounded and airy fairy and all not in touch with reality because i was in the shadow realms and in the i don't know in the mystical places for so much that i couldn't actually have a freaking conversation and hold space for people mm, and it's um, like you knew all of this stuff but you weren't bringing it into the 3d reality so it's absolutely. like you felt disconnected from your human experience yes. it's like i understand all these things and like i don't even want to live in my human experience mm -hmm. because like nobody understands this way i see it it's like the real like integration was bringing that into the life that it is that yep. you're living which is this current human experience yeah and looking yeah. at how can i use these traits in a way that not only benefits me, but benefits the people that I'm here to hold space for or whatever. So how can I use my emotional emotions, yes. emotionalness, my empath empathy, my ability to connect to these realms in a way that isn't reactive, that isn't like I'm just having emotional reactions to everyone. Wow. Like how can I use that empathy to 
enhance what I'm here to do and who I am, right? And so it's also like the Capricorn and my moon or like the Aquarius rising where people, I was saying to Dana, people see me as super confident and they see me as outgoing and really on the inside, my little child's freaking out and I'm like, oh, I'm not good enough and um, <laughs> I'm so nervous or whatever, but people, yeah. I project this image of confidence. So it's like, how can you use these things in a way that, um, what's a word that I want to use that, amplifies your message or amplifies your embodiment of who you really are right because yeah. there are aspects that if you work on <laughs> if you work on the shadow aspects of them then you're able to transmute them and use them for for good for um yes. you know they're your superpowers absolutely yeah mm -hmm. so my sensitivity and my empathy is why i'm such a good healer um why i'm so powerful is because i feel people on this level because i have one foot in one realm and one foot in the other and i'm walking that line but i also have that capricorn moon that's keeping me stable and grounded that's how i'm able to do what i do that's the magic but if i was so like buying into oh but i'm a pisces and i'm always in that realm i would never be able to relate to people because where's that groundedness where's the earthiness where's the bringing that back to a, a like a relatable place where yeah i feel that person but it's not grounded in reality it's not helping them because mm -hmm. all it is is just emotion that's um what's the, like on on like unfiltered on un that's not the word that I'm trying to use it's just emotion that's directionless right mm. it's just you're just feeling emotions for the Reactive sake of yeah emotion. the yeah. sake of feeling emotions instead of feeling emotions to tune into how is that person feeling really what can I say to help them how can I relate to them mm -hmm. to help them through their shadow so it's that it's that whole journey and then to talk about archetypes um you know some of my biggest ones that I've had to overcome is the martyr the wounded healer and the saboteur it's mm -hmm. the opposite of saboteur is magician mm -hmm. um and it's it's uh, yeah it's just something that i've had to really really recognize when i'm playing into these mm -hmm. and look at you know for instance the wounded healer or the martyr says oh my god it's so hard to be a shaman and have to go through all this stuff for the collective and blah 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 the opposite side of that is being in pure full service so when you flip fully into recognizing and acknowledging when you're in that martyrdom or whatever and being like but i chose this reminding yourself that you have this shadow because you chose this because this shadow is helping you to see what's the opposite of that shadow right mm -hmm. and for me that's being in full service that's being a healer that's that's all the things that my soul came here for and i can easily get caught up in oh but this is my shadow and i'm a martyr and i'm always going to be a martyr and it's so hard or i could look at that and be like cool i'm seeing this playing out I'm seeing where I have the tendency to be in some realm more than the human realm, or I'm seeing this tendency where I'm over emotional or I'm reactive or whatever it is, feeling sorry for myself. And if I was an embodiment of that shadow and I accepted that shadow, what the opposite of that is, is I think I'm not making sense, but I kind of am making sense. The opposite of that is being in full service, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and using those attributes of myself to be in full service. So it all kind of ties in in a way. Um, it's interesting what you were saying about the Manny Jen thing, because I'm someone who, I, I think I'm a man, I think I'm a Manny Jen. I think you did mine for me. Oh, dang. I was just going to ask if you knew your human I think design I am. I think I'm profile. the one that you need a sign to act. Like you wait for a sign when you Res get the green to light. Respond. Yeah, yeah. And then you act. Yeah, I'm a Manny Jen. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I am. Hello, Rebels. I am quickly interrupting today's episode of Juicy Business Radio to let you know that we have launched a new, very exciting, very accessible, and low-cost product in the Rebelpreneurs brand. 
and it is our Rebel Vault subscription. I'm so excited about this because I have been part of subscriptions in the past that were really cookie cutter, didn't really give me a lot of juice to work with, or didn't really give me the support that it was that I needed when it came to using the actual tools. And I wanted to put together something that was really unique and really affordable for you guys. So what this is, is a vault of all of the back-end standard operating procedures in my business that I used to organically scale to six figures. I have all of my email templates, my guides when it comes to SEO, search engine optimization strategy. I have trainings on things like brand characteristics, mindset, how to have a really beautiful brand that's true and authentic to you. I mean, this thing is loaded. (laughs) And in addition to all of these guides, these templates that I've made really non-conformist, like these are not your typical copy-paste. These are really meant to work for you in your own unique way because that was not what I wanted, was cookie cutter. And so these are really adaptable, beautiful guides and templates that you and your team can use to really ramp up the content strategy, ramp up your visibility, really beautiful mindset tools that will help you with the reframes that help you evolve into your next level again and again. And I'm also hosting monthly master streams where I'll be going live specifically for the Rebel Vault audience and answering live Q&As as well as covering really specific topics in depth. And you also get access to that live group coaching in addition to the replays. So you'll have access to all of the master stream replays, these templates, these guides, these trainings for this low cost of $55 a month. And because you're a podcast listener, you can actually lock in at an even lower price of $33 per month. So basically a dollar a day and some pennies to get access to me in a really intimate way, as well as basically the back end of my six-figure business that I've built in the online space. I'm beyond excited about this, and I hope you are too. If you are, you can go ahead and access the link to join Rebel Vault in the show notes and use the code JUICYBUSINESS, all one word, all capitals, in order to lock in that low price of $33 a month or $333 paid in full for one year. I can't wait to see you inside the Rebel Vault, and I will let you get back to this episode of Juicy Business Radio. And you were talking about this, and this kind of takes the conversation in a different way, but about how you always wait for a sign, but sometimes the sign is actually within, like the sign isn't an external thing, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, I hid behind that, oh, but I need a sign, but I need to ask the universe for a sign before I can take action. Actually, the fucking sign is your emotion, right? And so people who are Manny Jens or whatever, wait for the sign. But the sign, like you said, is your desire. Yeah. Um, Yes. We were talking about this last night. She's bringing back a combo that we had over wine, which was lovely. And what I was saying is like many people, they seek external validation for their intuition by trying to find a sign. So it's like, oh, I'm going to like pull tarot card after tarot card after tarot card. And I'm going to go get a bunch of readings and I'm going to pull an oracle card. And then I'm going to like sit there and I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask for a sign. My my take on this or like my Mm -hmm. perspective on this would be very much like, 
as soon as you have a desire, that desire was divinely given to you. And so you already have the sign that that's the thing. Mm -hmm. And so then it's about not overanalyzing it. Like usually people or what I have often found and for myself included, when I'm looking for like an external sign and that validation, it's because I don't have trust in my own intuition and my own intuitive abilities Mm -hmm. to know like, oh, I had this desire. And you mentioned like, well, is the desire from ego? And I, you know, like my perspective on that is like, well, your ego is also divinely given. And if you're doing this work of the shadow integration to be embodied in your authentic attributes and to be embodied in your authentic expression of response, not reaction. yeah, Yeah. Then you're going to be, you're going to be in any given moment when you receive a desire, it's through alignment because you're in alignment, right? Mm. It's not, that's not something you do. It's Mm. something you are through this work. And so then any desire that it is that you have, even if it doesn't make analytical sense, it's being divinely given, it's guidance, it's a download. Mm. And so like your job is to then do the thing that is the inspired action, even if it doesn't make analytical sense without trying to intellectualize it. Because even if it's from your ego, the thing is like you have that ego desire so you can learn a lesson or figure out (laughs) why do I have this desire from my ego? Yeah. Um, because there's a lesson in that, right? To, yeah. to get you more embodied or get you really seeing, because you said yesterday, it's really interesting. We, this is again, going completely off topic for what we started, but, but it's also so yeah, on topic. Yeah. Like, oh, let's get real. Yeah. <laughs> it's all um, interconnected. About, uh, it's either, so if you have a desire for something, that yeah. thing that shows up, it's either your soulmate. It's a, so we were talking about a very specific relationship. Um, it's either your soulmate, it's an expander or it's a, a lesson, a test. right? So either yeah. way you're getting your growth. If it's yes. a test, and you're like, okay, I'm not available for this anymore. This is not what I want. You win. If it's an expander and you see this is what is possible for me. Okay, cool. Where's the next person? You win. If it's your soulmate, you fucking won. So either yes. way, like no matter which way you look at it, even if it's an ego desire, it's still helping you in some way to, I don't know, grow or experience Absolutely. something or experience the contrast of what yeah. you don't want so you can see what you do want. Yeah. Um, and it's about figuring out, okay, which one is this so I can respond accordingly, which can be really difficult. Yeah. I mean, I'm finding in my context, I'm flipping between, I'm not sure if this is my shadow keeping me trapped or if it's, um, you know, if it's a thing or if it's an expander, right? And, and it's sometimes it's hard to figure out which one that is. So if someone's in that situation, how you were saying last night, some yeah. ways to recognize which one of the things it is. Yeah. I think that'd be a really helpful thing to talk about for people because yeah. I, I find myself tripped up in that a lot where I'm like, is this an expander? Is this the person? Is this a lesson? Like what is this? I don't know yeah. which one it is. Yeah, absolutely. So what's that definition between a lesson and an expander firstly? Because obviously a soulmate's a soulmate. They're there. It's a soulmate. It's a thing. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So everything's always happening for you. Like, we know this, right? Like, nothing's happening to you. And if you don't know, now you know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anything that's being given to you is happening for your growth and evolution of your soul. So this is actually a concept from Lacey Phillips of To Be Magnetic. She talks about the energetics of manifestation. And the first step of that being that you have to be expanded enough to receive what it is that you want, AKA you have to believe it's possible for you. Mm -hmm. And so she talks about going out and like finding expanders to open up your perception of your reality of what's available to you. And the third final phase of manifestation that she talks about is tests. And so tests coming in. So basically like at any given moment, you're calling something in, you want the relationship, you want the clients, you want the opportunity, you want the job, you want the home, whatever it is that you're manifesting, it doesn't matter. The energetics are the same. So at any given moment, you want that thing and you have like 
your list, for example, of mm-hmm. like all the things that you want, all the mm-hmm. quality. Let's use the partner example yeah, of the soulmate. Yeah. yeah. So you've got all the attributes of like, this is the human that I want in my life. I want like they they look like this. They act like this. They're mm-hmm. these star signs. They're this. They're this. They're an entrepreneur. They're whatever it is. You've got your like dream shopping vision of list. your man. Yeah, yeah. Your like shopping list of your soulmate. And then someone comes in. And mm-hmm. they, maybe they tick all of the boxes, mm-hmm. right? If they don't tick all the boxes, well, then of course they're a test. You know right away. Yeah. Okay, they don't tick the, tick the boxes, they're a test because am I going to settle? That's mm-hmm. what you're being shown by the universe. And they're some, oftentimes they're like super fucking hard, right? Yeah. Where it's like maybe that ex that you've been pining for for months, you finally let them go because you're like, no, I'm calling in this next yeah, level person. Yeah, and this time. is when your ex comes back and yeah. is like, yo, bitch, I'm still into you. Yeah. And then you have to like... <laughs> I mean, A, if they talk like that, that's part of the problem. Yeah, 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 that's totally part of the problem. (laughs) But, like, if they come back in, like, Mm -hmm. that is your test, right? So a test is... Or another one which I want to mention because it's totally the thing, and it's happened for me many times, someone who ticks all the boxes but isn't emotionally available for you right Right. now. and that's a test. It's a test. Yes, exactly, because... Or is it an expander showing you what's possible? Okay, so no, it's not. So here's the thing. Okay. If somebody is unemotionally available, that's a test because you're being asked to settle like let's assume your list they have to be emotionally available for you right so somebody isn't actually an expander for you if they don't tick all the boxes so if they're emotionally unavailable they're a test because Mm -hmm. they don't actually tick all the boxes so they might be you know six foot one have the brown hair have the blue eyes be a a virgo Mm -hmm. and like be an entrepreneur and be a nomad and like they might be all of those things and you're like oh my god it's the person but then they're emotionally unavailable well that's a test are you going to settle for someone who's emotionally unavailable for you right now if you'd previously never seen someone that had all those attributes it's an expander no Yes. it's showing you this is possible. You're not quite there yet. But an expand... So it would be a, what's called a fragment expander yeah, yeah. in Lacey's world. Okay. So they they basically, like, they're almost the thing, yeah. which means that the thing that I want is actually possible. Yes. But if you settle for them, yes. then so you're not test. passing totally. a test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So an expander, like a true expander, mm-hmm. would be someone who does tick all of the boxes. And then let's say you get into a relationship with them and you're like, this person is everything that I've ever wanted. And then you're in this relationship with them and you really? realize what you want it isn't what you want okay and you're like oh shit I never realized that there was more available to mm-hmm. me because I had to have this first yeah. to recognize that there's yeah. to open up my perception or realize what's actually important to you so my last house would be the perfect example of this exactly I was calling in this villa I called in this perfect villa I moved into the villa and then I realized suddenly having random Indonesian people walking into my house all the time is not okay because my privacy is really important. I realized having a pool is not as important as my peace of mind because there was construction on the other side. So then what actually is my perfect place is the first place I went to go see, which I was like, no, because it's not this, this, and this, and this. But living in this other house, made my so-called perfect house, made me realize what was truly important to me, which is peace of mind and, and you know, privacy. Yes. And a pool wasn't that fucking important compared to peace of mind and privacy. And I was able to then join a gym pool, which has opened up a whole bunch of social stuff. You know what I mean? So it's like sometimes we think we want something, but actually we're shown it's not that important compared to other things. Or there's something else that might be a better fit for us that we're not looking at because we're so attached to this is what I want. Right. Um, so that's co-creation, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, for example, I had a list of a soulmate yeah. and it was like, he is a manifester. He's one of these star signs. I can't even remember what they are now. 
I like I think it was like I don't even freaking remember. He was like one of these star signs. He was over six foot tall. Like I, I had like mm-hmm. literally down to a T. And I met this guy, and he was everything. Like he perfectly ticked my list. We dated for like a couple weeks, and I very quickly realized oh, I'm not as compatible with this type Mm -hmm. of person as I thought I would be. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually not as, like, intellectually stimulated as I thought I would be. And I'm not as, like, excited and, like, all of these things. And But I got it. Like, Mm -hmm. I got exactly what I asked for. It ticked all the the boxes. He was emotionally available. Like, he was all of the things. But after a couple weeks of dating, like, it wasn't there for me. Like, I was like, oh. And I'm not talking about, like, the whole, like, chemistry. Like, there was chemistry. Mm. But it was like, I actually, these attributes, that I thought mattered so much to me now that I have them and I see them embodied in a human I'm actually realizing they're not my my priority and so I like renegotiated my list number one I'm a non-specific manifester in human design which if you pull up your human design chart in the bottom right corner there's uh um, near the head there's of the chart there's going to be arrows there's four arrows and they're going to point right or left the bottom right arrow of the square is gonna be how you manifest basically and so if it's left if it's a leftness variable then you are a non-specific manifester if it's right then it's a rightness variable you are a specific manifester so making a really specific list is great for specific manifestors i want to know if this is me or not because now i'm like a number of things that i've like kind of want but i'm not sure and then the universe has brought me something that's perfect i'm like maybe i'm a non-specific you might be yeah Yeah. so for me being a non-specific manifester i actually realized that when i feel into the emotion of how i want to feel in my dream home Mm -hmm. with the person that i want to be with with the clients that i want that's more important Mm -hmm. so even like vision boarding for example like if you're a non-specific manifester and you're really into vision boarding, like that's a tool that works really well for you, you would want to not find images of like the home Mm -hmm. that it is exactly that you want, but a home that gives you, yeah, a photo of something that gives you the sensation that it is that you want to have while you're in your dream home. Mm -hmm. And so like this might be a teddy bear, might be a photo of a Mm -hmm. teddy bear, but it makes you feel that sensation of home and peace and calm, whatever it is for you, it doesn't matter. Like you, only you can know that based on the emotional response that you have from the images that you choose. So like non-specific manifestation, I actually kind of let go of lists and I started and I'm also a self-projected projector. Mm -hmm. So like speaking out loud and listening to the tonality of my voice as I listen back, whether I'm speaking to another human or sometimes I just record myself and listen back to my own words. So I can tell if something is like the thing that I want by like speaking out loud Mm. and like kind of working out loud, intuiting my way through of like, I want to feel this way. And that's because of this. And oh, actually, now that I say that, like, I also want this. And I think it's more important because this is the thing underlying that. And I'll actually speak out loud and have conversations with myself about what I want. Um, And then I do it in like a very emotional way of like the reason why is because I want to feel this way. And I mean, I manifested Luke, Mm -hmm. but like Luke, like I didn't have like a specific list of like, this is exactly what I want. And he and he needs to meet all these criteria. Of course, he happens to be mm-hmm. a six foot eight mm-hmm. black guy who's like super sexy and all of the things. Because, <laughs> and like that was previously on like my list. But it's 
not about the list anymore. It mm. was more about the emotion, how I wanted to feel, how I wanted to be held, you know, how I wanted to, like, held emotionally, I mean, how I wanted to feel empowered, like, and how, what would allow me to feel empowered and independent while also, like, growing simultaneously with my partner. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's a really good example mm-hmm. of, like, specific versus non-specific yeah. manifestation. And it's also, yeah, I want to bring it back to it's the stuff that you don't think is important at the time that then becomes so important. Like, for instance with the connection I've been talking about, there's this sense of coming home and comfort and just like, I'm really able to be myself, right? which I didn't think was that important. There was all these other things like passion and like sexual chemistry, which is there under the surface. But for me, I didn't even know what it actually felt like to be fully vulnerable and able to be myself. Mm. And I didn't even have that really on my leg. I kind of did, but it wasn't important. And feeling that has made me realize how important it is like that. That's number one now to be able to be just fully myself and not give a shit, not have to worry about, is this person going to judge me? Um, Can I be uh, embarrassing and lame and make stupid jokes and giggle like an idiot or whatever, you know, stuff that you realize is important only once it's shown to you what that feels like. Yeah. So without having that experience, without having these expanders that show you, what this stuff is, right? How would you even know? Because I didn't even know when people would say, oh, you meet your soulmate and it feels like coming home. I'd never had that experience. Right. So I didn't know what that felt like until I had that experience. Well, and now some I'm people like, have oh a fucked God. up version of home. Yeah. Like if you never had a home that felt yeah. like home and yeah. that sensation, then like you're not going to know what it exactly. means to come home oh my to a soulmate. God, of course. Yeah. 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 So that's interesting because I had a, you know, coming home for me was always so tumultuous because right. my mother was bipolar. So I'd never know, am I safe to come home? Is this going to be consistent? Is she going to be lovely to me or is she going to throw knives at me? Literally. Yeah. Right? So that feeling of coming home to this person all the time and it's just like the sigh of relief of, oh, I feel hell. Her mom's a Scorpio, by the way. She's totally a Scorpio. Which is like, which is why I have the wound. <laughs> why I have a thing around Scorpios. Because that's what I've seen out of Scorpios, right? Mm. So it's hard sometimes when when you meet so for instance you meet a scorpio and you're like oh i have this version of someone who's a, who's a shadow scorpio or like they're in their shadow of scorpio mm-hmm. that when i meet someone like dana who's like an embodied scorpio i'm like but you don't reflect what i've seen from scorpios and this brings us back to we're always seeing people who are this stereotypical aspect of that sign because they're not working on their shit. Like, my mom did not work on her shit, which is why she's a crazy Scorpio, and it, it's why I had this idea of Scorpios, yeah. that they were a certain way. Well, and I think, I mean, stereotype in general is so yeah. dangerous. Yes. And so, like, at, oh any, my God, yes. at any given moment, like, the question I always like to ask is, like, if someone's like, oh, I'm a, I'm a Scorpio or I'm a Virgo or whatever, like, a great follow-up question is, like, cool, and how does that express for you? Yeah. How do you find that that expresses yeah. for you in your mm-hmm. own unique human experience? Like, because everyone's going to have a different answer to that. And it's not about stereotyping people based on their type or based on their human design. Mm -hmm. Like, these modalities are available to us to expand our consciousness and to allow us to live our most free, like you said, authentic Mm -hmm. expression. Like, at any given moment, all we want is to be the most authentically expressed. And when we are, that is our magnetism. That's when we attract the soulmate. That's when we attract Mm -hmm. the money, the clients, the dream home, whatever. It's when we're the most embodied in our authenticity. And, you know, with a a partner, for example, like, 
there's that saying, I think it's Dr. Seuss, where it's like, love is finding someone who's the same type of strange yes. as you, right? Yeah. And and that's really what it's about. Like, But no one can be attracted to the truth of who you are Until if you're you are yeah. authentically 100%. expressed in yeah. who you are. It's like you can't be loved unconditionally unless you are showing up yeah. as who you really are, because then people don't have the opportunity to love you without conditions yeah. unless they know who you really are. Yeah, and you were talking about falling in love with people for trauma bonds or... Yeah. Or, you know, relating to someone because their shadow is equally fucked up to your shadow. Right. Or like the their... codependency that mm. comes in there. Yeah. Yes. Um, which is so interesting. Yeah. Because what I brought up was I was saying, you know, my ex was a Taurus, which is the opposite on the Zodiac of Scorpio. And and Beck was like, well, like often this is the case, like opposites attract. And I was like, yes. And opposites can attract in wound. So mm-hmm. like his, I was very much embodied in the shadow elements of my Scorpio behavior, the jealousy, the cutting people off the like vindictiveness the wound and he was very much embodied in like the the very like practical like do not betray me like very like um, analytical like high anxiety elements of being a Taurus and the very stubborn like it's my (laughs) way or the highway (laughs) and our opposites attract in our wound so it what I was saying is like you know symbiosis exists in trauma as well Mm -hmm. so codependency for example like people who have very toxic codependent behavior they're a magnet for people who have very toxic narcissistic behavior and it's a perfect symbiosis Mm -hmm. they coexist really well together in a very unhealthy way so like magnetism of polarity isn't always healthy and you have to look at like am i attracting this person that like feels like the perfect fit because i'm embodied in my wound Mm -hmm. and they perfectly mirror that for me and i love it because Mm -hmm. it like gives me the validity to stay in this rather than work on myself and heal or am I am I really authentically Mm -hmm. embodied and expressed in my truth of my soul and not in the wound and therefore attracting a partner who's also really embodied in their their positive expression of their attributes yeah so I what like something I saw coming up for me a lot when I was super in my martyr victim can't have what I want I would attract these people who are not available but they're Mm. everything right that's a perfect reflection of me getting what I want because I want someone if I'm in my shadow, who's unavailable, because then I continue to be the martyr victim of, oh, I I don't get to have this. Right. But if I was embodied in the opposite of that, of like, I I can create whatever I want, um, whatever, I wouldn't be attracting that experience anymore. I'd be attracting people who were available and ready, right? Right. And they they weren't in their shadow of fear or whatever the hell, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's so interesting. Yep. A hundred percent. Stop touching your tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) Why am I apologizing? (laughs) Sweet. Well, you should go to your appointment. So we'll wrap this up. But thank you for coming on and chatting with me. Yeah. So good. And if you guys want to connect with Beck and get to know more about her, I will have her um, details linked in the show notes below so you guys can connect. All right. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. All right, my peeps, go ahead and click that link in the show notes. And if you are enjoying this podcast, please, please, please go ahead and rate it on iTunes and leave a review for me. I read all of my reviews and that would just be so lovely for me to connect with you and hear some feedback on how you are enjoying Juicy Business Radio. All right, guys, have an amazing rest of your week and I'll talk to you again so soon.